Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. Hello, everybody. I'm glad you're here. We've got a heck of a show for you. And we've got a young lady by the name of Tia McGrath, and she is a singer-songwriter. And it sounds like this. You can shout at your demons You can face your addictions You can say you believe in All the prophets' predictions Build a whole reputation All the good things you've done But it won't stand for nothing If you don't do it with love And that is Tia McGrath. And the name of the song is With 
love. And I want to thank you for, for making that song. As a matter of fact, uh, Michael Stover, who is a uh, music producer and publisher of Note, uh, he sent me that song and, he, and your bio. And I knew the moment I heard the song, I had to have you on. Oh, Kevin, thank you so much. Thank you. It's a real joy and blessing to be here today talking positive. We're going to talk positive things. Yes. Well, and I got to tell you, with love is now there's another another band that you may have heard of that uh, had a song that went worldwide at one point. It was called All You Need Is Love. Yeah. And and that is um they were, of course, the Beatles, and that was that was my that was, I grew up in them's days, and, and I am fascinated with people who can do what you can do and are putting out a positive message all at the same time. Well, thank you for that, Kevin, because um, my husband Tommy and I we started writing positive, inspirational music when you know it wasn't cool to do so, and um. You know, it was a small, small, narrow road that we've been on traveling, but we've we haven't given up, and uh, so we're really excited and and just grateful for all the wonderful things that are happening right now with our album, with our music, the people we're meeting, the artists, the songwriters, people like Ma- Michael Stover, who you mentioned, who has just jumped on board and helping us get the get our song and message out there. Well, you've done well with it. You've done well with it. Now, you're a singer-songwriter. Are you also a musician? Did you play some of the instruments on it? I played, uh, I love really the guitar playing to Tommy, my husband on there, and Kevin Fisher um, from from L.A., from California. And Kevin and Tommy did most of the, in- all the instrumentals on there and most of the backgrounds. I think I played a little bit of a keyboard um, maybe a guitar thing here or there, but not, you know, I, I did the vocals, the lead vocals and background vocals. Some, so. You know, you know who you sound like to me? Are, are you, are you familiar with, uh, uh, Leanne Grimes or rhymes? Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, she, she did a yes. song, uh, called, uh, let's dance. Yeah. Yes. And uh, that yeah. was one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, so she, maybe yeah. you can cover that for her. That would be Wow, cool. thank you for that. She's wow, that's awesome. And uh, so now how did you get started with did, did the husband come first or did the musical career come first? I am um, the musical career. I I'm a, a small town girl from Ontario, Canada, living up here on Lake Erie and about an hour and a half from Toronto. And um so I, I grew up uh, listening to like Linda Ronstadt, Stevie Nicks, you know, Ann Murray. Um, when I was about 18, 19, I went into the Canadian Open Country Singing Contest and ended up winning the female open category. And from that, I received some free recording time at, Ni- at a studio in Niagara Falls. I won some money and I went and bought a, myself a guitar and taught myself three chords. <laughs> and, and that's all you need. That's all you need. And um, and some truth, right? <laughs> yep. And I wrote a song. And so went into the studio and recorded this song. And it was just all very serendipitous. You know, I just I'm just like, oh yay. And next thing I know, I'm I'm getting airplay on Canadian radio. And I get a call from CBC TV to go to go down to Toronto and be on a TV show with 
Johnny Cash and June Carter. Oh my gosh. Really? And it, yeah. And it was crazy. And I got there and, um, and so Johnny and June were the most beautiful, most humble people you'd ever want to meet. And um, we did the rehearsal for the show in the morning. And then we all got to take a break and come back and do the show in front of a, a studio audience. And during the break, Johnny says, would you like to come in and meet June? And he took me into her dressing room and she was sitting there with little slippers on, curlers in her hair. And, and um, he introduced me to her and it was just, it was just amazing. And I never forgot that. They were just wonderful, wonderful people. Isn't it amazing how that you can just go from from a small town girl in in uh, in, in by Lake Erie, and then all of a sudden you're you're talking to, to the man him the man in black. Oh yeah. Himself. And uh, and now, how long ago was this? Was he was this mm. before when he was still performing and doing really well, or was this later on? This was during their comeback. Um, this is many years ago, so they were just on their way coming back, and. Um, um, it led to, it led to a lot of other things, like a lot of doors opening for me. Um, it was about, I think 10 years later that maybe I moved to Nashville. And in that period of time, I met and worked with people like Randy Bachman from Bachman Turner Overdrive. Hey, I'm a big fan. Oh yeah. Well, and, um, he's got, uh, ties to Seattle. I know. Um, yeah. And, um, and so I went out to Vancouver and did a lot of work with Randy, um, and people like Dan Hill, you know, sometimes when we touch and that, um, oh, so was, yeah. yes. Yeah. And Eddie Schwartz who wrote, hit me with your best shot for, you know, Pat Benatar. And so I was really blessed doors just opened, you know, and it was, it was all just wonderful. My dad was managing me at the time and, um, and it was really cool. And then I took, started taking some trips to Nashville and fell in love with Nashville and moved down there in um, 1999 and moved there and met Tommy. That's when I met Tommy, my husband. And he had moved there from L.A. and had a songwriting deal in hand, a full staff writer's deal. And we met through his publisher and started writing songs together. And the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history, as they say. You know, if, uh, I am so lucky because I get to interview some really interesting people. Are you familiar with a gentleman by the name of Ron or uh, Ted Perlman? Um, no, sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. He's he's a uh, uh, producer, and he's produced for people like Bob Dylan and mm. uh, and uh, Whitney Houston um, and and lots of others. And he's got a, a young duo that are out there called Sisters J, and they came on uh, the show a couple of weeks ago, and and we had a great time with them. And it's great to talk to people like you who have done it, and you've done some really good things, some really fun stuff. You, thank you. And, and we've, yeah, we're independent too. You know, we're independent artists. We've, uh, and songwriters and Tommy and I are just so lucky that we met, you know, we met in Nashville and, um, and started traveling the world together. And, and prior to COVID pandemic to, to prior to 2019, we, you know, we were making a lot of friends and family around the world and sharing our music and our positive inspirational messages. So, so we've been really, really, you know, really lucky to do this, really blessed. And, 
so, you know, we're just happy that we can pick up kind of where we left off now after the pandemic and hopefully get things rolling again. It's a different world, you know, than it was before. Oh, it is. And, and, and music is a, is a real different place than it was before. Yeah. Uh, are you um, planning on going on the road again? We're starting in, uh, we're doing some local concerts right now to introduce the album and some benefit fundraisers. And then we are going to Chicago in October uh, to be a part of the farm, which is the Folk Alliance Regional Midwest. And that's the conference where we get to showcase for uh, folk DJs and venues. And then we're heading to Nashville and I've been nominated for a Josie Award. And we're going to see some friends down there and hopefully do a couple rounds or two. So that's that's awesome. By the way, you have a friend who's wandering around behind you. Yes, Savannah May. That's our Catahoulaker. <laughs> and we've got a husky somewhere here, too. So <laughs> oh, well, sleeping. Cool. <laughs> just, just wandering around with, yeah. looking for some action or something. Yeah, so. yeah. So it's 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 great fun. Congratulations on your success, and I also love the fact that you. What what decided you to take a positive approach to really work on creating positive music? I I don't think it was so much a decision as it was a. Um, you just have to, for all the artists out there, you have to be really true to yourself, you know. And when I started out, I was trying to write rock songs and you know cool rock songs and pop songs and whatever and and actually had people telling me your songs are too nice they're too positive you know you need to dirty them up a bit and and I'm like well I you know and I would try and then I would just hate the song you know I'd go oh my god I don't want anyone to hear this so when Tommy and I when we started writing together in Nashville when his publisher introduced us the first song we ever wrote, uh, or one of the first songs we ever wrote was called Outside of the Circle. And it was just that. because I And I stormed into my writing session one day with him. And I said, if I hear one more time that I can't say this in Nashville, that I can't write this in Nashville, I'm going to scream. And I just want to be different. I want to be outside of the circle and just saying, you know, what I want to be, what I want to be saying. And Tommy says, well, I think we need to write that. So we wrote the song. And it was the title track of the first album that we ever recorded together and was actually the first album that launched us out onto the road. And I remember we were, we were in Savannah, Georgia playing and we had um, people that had all had been listening to the song and they already had actions to it that they had choreographed to it. So, so I knew we were onto something, you know, and I thought this is beautiful. And we had some pretty amazing stories to um, stories of people like we have a song called hope is everything. And we had played it in Colorado and it was about six months later, a year later, it was just right during the recession time. And um, I was feeling pretty down one day and I said to Tommy, that's it. You know what? I'm going to, you go, you go do your thing today. And when you get home, I'm going to start looking for a job because I don't think this is working out. And I went in and turned on my emails and I received an email from a, from a man who had been at our concert in Colorado. And he said, I want to share the story with you. He said, I bought your CD 
and he said, um, things have been going really bad for me in my life. I lost my job. I've been, you know, drinking, hitting the bottle, falling apart. Um, and he said, I was taking my daughter to school, my 12 year old daughter. And he said, I, at that moment, I realized she needed more. She didn't deserve this. And he said, I was going to drop her off and come home and end it all. And he said, on the way to school, my daughter says, dad, can we put in a CD? And, and he thought she was going to say Taylor Swift or something. And he said, sure. And she put in our CD. And he said, I dropped her off. And just as she's getting out the door and waving goodbye, and he says, and I'm going to go home and I'm going to end it. Your song, Hope is Everything, clicked in and started playing. And he said, I knew at that moment, he said, it was like God had used your song to say to me, don't give up. And he said, I went home and I changed my life around, turned it around. And he says, I just have to let you know that. So Kevin, when you say, you know, was it a decision for us to do this? It was kind of like we had to do it. And then when we got affirmations like that, it was like, well, we can't do anything else. You know, we just have to keep on this road. That's a beautiful story, by the way. And the cool thing is, is you don't have any idea, Tia, how many lives you will change and people that you'll never meet right. because of the music that you're putting together because of the hope that you're giving because of the love that you're sharing and it's it's vital it's in our society today it's absolutely vital that we have something positive coming out of the radio and come because i truly believe that the universe sets it up so that when we especially through music Mm -hmm. When you need to hear a song that speaks to your soul, it will show up for you. And that's oh, what that song did. Absolutely. As a songwriter, I believe, I've always believed that, that, that songs are gifts to us as songwriters. Yep. And, you know, our job is to be open to receive it and, and um, be the messenger for the song. And through our own, you know, our own voice, right? Um, you could write a song with love that's going to be entirely different than our song with love. And, but they're both positive, wonderful, beautiful messages that, that will reach the right audience will reach the person that's supposed to hear it at that particular time. And um, so we just have to keep believing that. And, and I know that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that, that we've touched people um, around the world that we have no idea and so that's what keeps us going on those days that are just, you know, kind of more challenging now because people aren't buying music like they did. And it's harder to know how to keep going financially and everything. But but we have to keep going. We have to keep our music alive. This is a every time I have a musician or a singer songwriter on, this is a public announcement, a public service announcement that I that I have to make. And that is, um, Tia's right, the music industry has changed. And it's not like um, you put together a song. I mean, in the in the 60s and 70s, there were guys that were one-hit wonders that are still making money from the songs that they did in, in the, back, way back then. Absolutely. There's, there's yeah. one guy that, that did a song in the 60s that became a war anthem. And, mm -hmm. and he, he said, that, that song bought me my house and bought me my second house. Um, but then those days are gone, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so we just, you know, we, 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 when we were recording this album with love too, um, 
a lot of the songs were um, chosen. We chose them from from demos we had of, of uh, songs we'd written before the pandemic or in Nashville, whatever. Some were written during the pandemic. But when we when we looked up with Kevin again, and we recorded it basically over the internet, right? We would record it here in our studio and send it to Kevin and he would add some beautiful bells and whistles and layers and send them back and blah, blah, blah. And, <clears throat> but we wanted to, we also wanted to take this a step further and make these uh, film and TV pitches as well, because we're hearing so much beautiful music and um, that's being placed and what a great, venue there, you know, for mm -hmm. people to hear some positive inspirational music in, in some of the TV shows and, and commercials, et cetera. So I would implore you, if you are going to go to Spotify or any of the other outlets and you're going to find, um, you're going to find Tia uh, McGrath and I implore you, please download the song and pay for it so that she can get paid a little bit of money. Because if you just stream it, they get virtually nothing. Um, it's it's like it's like point zero. Somebody told me one time it was like point zero two cents or something like that. Yeah, and, and you know, and the thing, Kevin, that people and I, you know, I don't. I, I had an aunt one time say to me, "Well, we we stream our TV for free. We get our TV for free." And I'm like, "Well, no, you kind of pay for you know." But anyway, um, it's not just the it's not just that you're getting the music for free. It's that it's not just that we've put this out there, but it's all the, 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 like we pay musicians. It's the, um, the studio time that you're paying for that we pay for to put this, put it together, manufacturing, all of it, promotion. Um, and also when you think about it, the years and years and years and years of, of experience and, you know, like moving to Nashville was, was expensive <laughs> to do that and and in a lot of ways you know a lot of sacrifices went into that move for both tommy and me so when you buy music or when you just download it you are buying that artist's life all the years and years and years of guitar lessons vocal lessons the the struggles the and you know the bills that we have to pay still um to keep the lights on to keep the studio lights on so it is. It's just a small fraction, you know, of, of um, say, buying a coffee even, you know, is more expensive, right? So. Yep. As a matter of fact, if you want to go to Tia McGrath, that's M-C-G-R-A-F-F.com, you can find out all about her and you can, oh, look at that. There's a buy button right there. You could buy it from her and then she can actually make a little bit of money from that and that would be, that would be awesome for you to do because I firmly believe that what you have is a, is truly a gift from the beyond. Oh, it's a gift from the other side. And, um, and I know that for a fact, because, um, I listened to in the past, I've listened to a lot of, uh, songs by Sir Paul McCartney mm. and the gospel, according to Paul, as I call it is, uh, you know, he, he woke up with yesterday in his head. Yeah. And he didn't have any, he walked around for two weeks to asking people, do you know this song? Have you heard this song? I think, and turned out that nobody had, and it was a gift that was given to him. And it was, uh, and it was yesterday. And that song's been covered almost 3000 times by different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a cool story. So we have a friend, Henry Priestman, who is a Liverpool lad. 
Ah. And a wonderful, wonderful songwriter, musician, artist. He was in a group in England called the Christians. And they were a big, big pop group. And uh, now Henry is is doing his solo, his solo artist thing. And um, so he has a little uh, cottage up on the North Shore of Morvray, which is Northern Wales. And um, so Tommy and I were up there writing with Henry and we looked out and there's this little, little island off the coast there. Actually, Kate and William lived up in Anglesey. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, so we saw this little island and we said, Hen, what is that little island out there? And he says, I call that Pop Island. And we said, why do you call it Pop Island, Hen? And he said, because that's where the Beatles have hid hidden all the scrolls to their, <laughs> to their great unwritten songs. <laughs> So, so that night we wrote a song called All of Us. And so we like to say we had a Canadian, an American, and a, and a, and a Brit. And we wrote this song called All of Us. And we, we brought it home and we, Tommy and I recorded it. And next thing you know, it's out in the universe. And I get this call from Australia. And it was a TV producer and he had found the song on the internet he was looking for songs called All of Us to use in a TV commercial to promote diversity in Australia. And so we did the whole sync license, everything. And it was really bizarre. And it was just so beautiful. And then he calls back and he says, hey, um, we're, this was in 2010. World Youth Day is in Sydney this year. And we're looking for a song to put up on the big Videotron when the Pope's in town and everything. Can we use your version of it? And I said, absolutely. So there you go. And that little song began, you know, up in Mowbray and near Pop Island, so <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> See, you, you operate under the same philosophy that I do, which is right now in the podcasting world, I like the music world in many ways. Um, there are a billion podcasts. There are at least a million of us out there trying to trying to do a a podcast. Now, mine is unique in that I try and really do a a positive, motivational show, and to have. Um, and by the way, uh, Matthew Stapley says hello, and Matthew, you're going to have to. I need to book Hi, you Matt. again. Hi, Matthew. Hey. And uh, I write you, something in the little chat down here. This will be fun. Yeah, you can, I think. Matthew, hello. Yeah. Let's see. Well, that's a private chat. Oh, and, I'll put it on the comments. Uh, yeah, go. put it on comments. Put it on comments. Okay. And let me go back to that. I can yeah. do this for, for, if I can do this, right? I Maybe think. I can't. Did, it, did it work for you? No, no. Let me see. Well, it it should it should wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Oh, he said Matthew says yes. I love that. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know if you can do it. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I, think so. But we can no, read them. We can read them. Hi, Matthew. Yeah, Matthew is. Uh, do you know who he is? Matthew. He's. Um, tell me. He, He's a he's a Canadian. He's a, they call him the Canadian psychic because he's oh. a, he's he's up in your neck of the woods, and he is a um, 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 a wonderful psychic medium, and he talks to people about 
about where they're going in their lives. And he does, does just a phenomenal job doing it. Oh my it. gosh. And he's yes. been on my, he's been on my radio show a bunch of times. Speaking of which, I also want to invite you onto the other show that I do, which is called surprisingly enough, positive talk radio, but it's on KKNW 1150 AM in Seattle. Would love that. Absolutely. Count me yeah. in. And yeah. we would, and we feature your music, and we talk about mm-hmm. uh, your life and what you're what you're doing and and stuff like that because you are, um, oh, he says, oh, uh, um, you you are the type of individual that we are going to conquer the planet with. Amen. That's right. Because and Matthew's the same thing. He, mm-hmm. He's a, he's a very positive individual, and he works really hard to be. Uh, who he is and you do the same thing. I'm trying to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And the way that it works for me is I put these podcasts up and then I say, okay, universe, it's out there. You fix it. That's right. That's right. Whoever needs to listen to this, I want you to uh, make sure that they get the chance to listen. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's right. And and so you do, you do some incredible stuff and it's, I'm just, I'm so pleased to have you here. It's, it's, it's just awesome. And we've got, first of all, tell me how, um with love came to be was that did you did you guys write that during the pandemic and put it there what was the intent behind the song uh we wrote this with kevin fisher and tommy and i uh had we had flown into california this was uh prior to the pandemic and um at least after breakfast, he's he's a he's a stand-up guy after breakfast. But apparently, if he's hungry, he's no good. I think that's a lot of us. So. Um, what does he have for breakfast? Ask Matthew what he has. Let me see if we can. Yeah, he can. He he can hear you, so yeah. you can. We can talk to him. So, but we'll see. We'll see what he said. What are you having for breakfast, young man? <laughs> or what did you have for breakfast? It's, it's bacon and it's, eggs. Uh, I'll bet. I'll bet he's, um, granola. That's, that's a good guess. That's a, that's a good guess. So, granola. Can uh, you agree? Uh, eggs and toast. Oh, eggs and toast. Yay. Very, very, very nice. Yay. So, so that's, that's, that's awesome. So, uh, so I, I need to get a hold of him and I will so that he can come back on the show. And I would love, I'd love to have you on, uh, um, Anytime you want to come on. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so, so with love, uh, yeah. So we had Tommy and I had flown into California to write with Kevin Fisher, and Kevin Fisher, you guys got to. You should have Kevin on your show. He's amazing, and you should look him up. He's he's just brilliant and a wonderful human being. And um, so we we got together. We wrote three songs in like two days, and in that. And when we landed in California, we actually had received a call that Tommy's mom had just passed from cancer. And, oh, I'm sorry. And um, yeah. And so at first we, you know, fa- we were making family arrangements to get to Colorado to be with the family and um, canceled concerts and everything else. And Kevin was really understanding and and uh he said look at if you guys want to cancel we said you know what she would want us to do this his mom was just a beautiful little lady and i said she would want us to do this writing session so we went in 
and we had all this hanging on us, but she was such a beautiful light that it was almost like her spirit was in the room with us, guiding us. And, you know, and so we wrote these songs, go your own way with love. Um, and we came home and this was one of the songs that, that, um, during the pandemic, we, we re-listened to, revisited, so to speak. And I went, man, this is beautiful, Tommy. What a message, you know? And sometimes we write songs and it takes a while for them to grow into the universe, I think, mm -hmm. for the universe to be ready to receive them. And I think these two songs that go your own way and with love were, were two of those songs. And so we made it the title track. Tommy just said, this album's got to be called With Love because that's what it is. So the world keeps spinning around the sun with love. And that is the uh, title track album cover. It's a, it's, a, it's a great cover. And if you look right there, it says, this is her website again. Go to Tia McGrath and it says, buy me. Buy me right here. So, <laughs> go, do that. Go, go, do, go do that. Because I got to tell you, I, I don't want you to stop what you're doing. Okay? Because what you're doing is important. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to stop when um it's hard, when you feel like you got to go to work uh and in a nine to five or in order to make ends meet mm -hmm. and that, that's just it's a crime it, it, it really is because you guys the talent that you bring to the table the thoughts that you bring are so important to our to our world to humanity right now and it, it always has been but it really is important right now uh, that you can't stop I'm not going to let you stop. Well, thank you. And, you know, art, art, artists, uh, you know, it, art is so important. I mean, it's, you know, um, in all forms is so important. And I'm, I've always believed that we should be championing artists to, you know, not, not be the starving artist thing, but, but just, you know, more like, how can we support our local artists? How can we get them, um, you know, because art, art just inspires, it helps us grow. It helps children in school, um, you know, become, become better human beings and, and, uh, and find themselves are in my book, Jake, the road dog. My message is find the song in your heart. And that's what it's about for me. It's, it's helping people find the song in their heart and their, tell their story because I believe that every child, every adult has a story, their own story to tell their own song to sing. Oh yeah. And so you are, let me get this straight. Now you are a singer songwriter. You are a musician. You are an author. You're also a podcaster. Is that right? Yes. Todd. Well, during the pandemic, so Tommy said, we're, we're one of the 5 million podcasters out there. Um, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy had been saying, we need to start a podcast show. And I'm like, well, what's a podcast show? So anyway, um, I said, well, I would like to do something that is positive and P-A-W-S positive. And we'll tie in our passion for songwriting and our songs on the road and our stories on the road and rescue dogs, rescue animals. So we call it songs and tales, T-A-I-L-S, Jake's place, songs and tales. And um, so when we're, when we have time, we jump into the studio and do another episode and, and uh, we're, we're, we're really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? All the people you get to meet. And it is. I, I got to tell you, I've, 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 
had the time of my life in the for the last 20 years. Uh, I've got to meet some really phenomenal individuals and have had the opportunity to be able to touch a lot of people's lives. It really is. To me, it's almost sacred what we're doing. Uh, Takes one to know one, Kevin. (laughs) Because uh, let me tell you a quick story. And I've told this before. So if you've heard this story before, just hang with me. I But I want to tell to you. Um, I did, uh, when I started in 2003, I did positive talk radio on KKNW in Seattle, two hours a day, five days a week. And, uh, and so 10 hours a week of broadcasting. I did it for 11 months because it was expensive. I had to, I had to buy the time and stuff. So I did it for 11 months and then I ran out of money and couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. The studio, studio said, and you probably had this conversation with somebody at one time, you owe us $10,000. And I said, well, that's too bad because I don't have $10,000. He said, okay, well, you're going to have to go off the air. And so that day, and I said, can I have one more show? And he said, yes, I'll give you one more show. And I th- which I thought was darn magnanimous. I thought that was great of him. And and and, and uh, so go on the air and half hour in, I tell everybody I've got a major announcement to make, and and nobody was expecting the fact that I was going to have to terminate the show. And when I announced the show was going off the air, the uh, um, the phone lines filled up, and people started calling in and and saying things like. I can't believe you're going off the air. I've got a pile of books here that I bought because of your show. And I've met oh. these people. And another gal said that Jerry Armour, who is a, a biochemist, has helped me in my health tremendously. Uh, I, we're going to miss you. But the one that affected me the most was a gal called up from Bainbridge Island, which is just in, in on the other, in, a little bit west of me. And she said, I just wanted to let, I just wanted to tell you that we listen to your show every day. And I said, well, thank you. I'm, that's, that's really touching. She said, no, you don't understand. I'm an Alzheimer's caregiver and you're one of the last people that can reach her. Oh, so, so we talk, Oh, we, we watch your show or we listen to your show every day because apparently I've got this rather unique laugh. And she said, every time you laugh, she goes, there he goes again. Oh, beautiful. And what that, and thank you. Savannah, Savannah, yep, Savannah Grace. And, uh, and that taught me that the impact that we have as human beings to another human being can be like it was, like for you, through your music, for me, through the radio and through podcasts. Um, or if you are, I was also a bus driver for 12 years. If you're a bus driver for 12 years and you're smiling and you're saying hello to people in a positive way, yeah. we all have a positive impact that we can make. That's exactly right. Exactly. Everything we're doing, everything, it doesn't matter if you're just going into the grocery store, you know, um, if you're a shopper in a grocery store, if you can, you can make someone's day positive or you can, you can totally ruin their day, you know, or, or try to attempt to ruin it, you know, and, and um, so, yeah, we got to think about these things, don't we? We really do. And, and it's really cool. And, and I use the uh, um, example of a, a grocery store teller all the time because they're on their feet all day and they may go through hours of having nobody smile at them yeah. uh, during the course of their day. And they're still there every day. And if we can make, if you can make somebody smile, if you can say something nice to somebody, you can turn around their day. And there's an energetic thing that goes along with that. Yeah. 
That's right. You know, our during the pandemic, we live in this little town. It's on, you know, on the bay on Lake Erie. And um, we have one of everything. We have one grocery store, one post office, one, you know, pharmacy, one, <laughs> one thrift store. <laughs> and um, and so we would go down to our little grocery store and get our get our groceries and and they took such good care of us and the tellers there were so amazing the cashiers and i i thanked them i said you guys were our heroes like here we are you know at one point i don't know if it was like that in seattle but at one point we were not allowed to leave the house unless it was to go just for groceries necessities yep and so we would walk down the street to the grocery store and you know, and everyone's hiding behind the masks and everything. You can't smile, <clears throat> but everyone was so friendly. And that year they actually, the, the grocery store owners actually gave us a gift, a Christmas present. Oh, isn't that cool? And thanked us for, we went in to get some groceries and they said, here, we've got something for you. And they, they went back and I mean, it had our names on it and everything. It wasn't just a, we're going to give her the first 50 shoppers. It was T and Tommy. Thank you for your patronage this year. And I was like, well, you guys should be the ones getting gifts because you're the ones who kept us all going, you know, and um, kept food going when, when the food shortages were happening and trucks couldn't get in. And, you know, um, so so it doesn't matter what you do. It's it's a gift and, and it's a calling and you can make you can make someone's life just so much better by by the joy and the enthusiasm you put into what you're doing at the moment. I like you. You're a nice person. I gotta <laughs> say. <laughs> Tia McGrath is is my guest today, and she oh. is she's a phenomenal spirit. Um, she's got great energy. Uh, she puts out great music, and and we're gonna play another song. So stay with us right now because we're gonna play this song. But first, I want to find out how Nighthawk came to be, and it's an, also an award winner. Right. So the version um, that you're about to play is called Nighthawk Revised. And we wrote this song. It was based on a true story. Um, one day, again, I was questioning, what's it all about, Alfie? Um, and was kind of tired and looking for my voice, searching for my voice, where, you know, the next direction. And went outside and I found this wounded nighthawk. It was, it was in the morning too, like around nine o'clock in the morning, which was really um, bizarre because they're, they're night birds, right? Nocturnal. Right. And, but she had been hit by a car, I guess. And so she was on the edge of our lawn and I went and got a box and put her in the box and um, she was still alive. And, <clears throat> and I didn't really know what she was. I took a picture of her and put it up on Facebook and, so we, we live uh, near Bird Studies Canada. So it's a very a beautiful area with a lot of a lot of birds, a lot of people that know a lot about birds. And so someone said, Tia, that's a night hawk. And um, so call such and such. So I called the vet that they suggested and she said, well, bring her in and I'll see if I can do something with her. And if her sternum's broken, then there's nothing we can do. So I, I took the bird in and left her overnight and this whole this whole healing process started um by this connection with this bird and by the time the vet called me a day later and said 
I took her to my farm and I set her free and she's, she's survived. She's gone. She's, she's free. She's flying. I, I literally wept, you know? And so we wrote the song Nighthawk and recorded it and put it on this album. And we made it very big. If we have any Outlander fans watching, we wanted to make it a big like Scottish Outlander film track, <laughs> Bear McCready track. <laughs> it's a beautiful song. I got to tell you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's very, it means a lot to me, this song. It's, it's... And what award did it win? So we just won in September, the 2022 uh, song of the year in the peace category at the empower music awards in Kansas. Congratulations. Congratulations. That is, that is just awesome. So with that, cause we're going to run out of time here, but with that, I want to play this song because it is really a, a special song. So stay with us, everybody. This is called Nighthawk. From a hard place, mercy on my soul feels like I'm caught in a wire cage. The twilight falls through my window, a shadow comforts me. A nighthawk diving, soaring, she's so free.
That is Tia McGrath. That is just beautiful. Thank you, Kevin. I mean that 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 is epic. That's thank one of those. That, and that was your intention, wasn't it? To make yeah, it yeah. And but you know, thanks to Kevin Fisher and Tommy who did the production on it and just brought brought the whole vision to to reality. You know, with their, with the instrumentation. It takes a team. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you, you guys are, you guys are just awful. I would love to have you and Tommy on together too. Oh, we would love that. Uh, well, I'll get Tommy to uh, put his hat on and get. <laughs> <laughs> and because, uh, because you get, you guys, you have got, um, obviously you've got a lot of talent and, and I would love for you to be wildly successful. Well, we're, we're, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because as we're, as you say that, I have right in front of me on the fridge. I printed this out. Success is truly in the gift of grace and inspiring and changing a life. Couldn't agree with you more. So it kind of ties in with what we we're talking about, doesn't it? Success would be, yes, lovely to have fame. And, you know, I've always envisioned having a song in a big, you know, Oscar winning award, award movie. Um, and all the trappings that go along with that. And, but at this stage, after what we've gone through in this world and seeing what, you know, potentially what's going on now with pipelines that are being oil pipelines being, <clears throat> you know, everything all, going on. Yep. Um, I think what, what you and I have just hit on today, you know, if we've touched one person today, if one person has listened to this and, and they are feeling better because of our show than that's successful. I couldn't agree more. My job is to provide the best content I can, which is why you're here because you are really, really good. But then it's to allow other people to how, let it blossom as it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. um, I firmly believe that I, I put it out and the other side, they're responsible for it mm -hmm. so at this point on. But it's good. But it's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on a podcast. We're going to do everything that we can to to promote your work. And by the way, Tia McGrath is her name. And you can go to tiamcgrath.com and buy the album with love that just came out. And it's that that does have uh, um, it does have uh, a Nighthawk on it. That's right. With love and Nighthawk and our song Go Your Own Way is on there and um that's that's a lot of fun and um so it's good and when you go to our to our website you'll also see you can buy my children's book jake the road dog it's got three songs in it crazy beautiful two wolves which is based on the cherokee legend and we've got all kinds of stuff on there and you can listen to our podcast show jake's play songs and tales as well very cool. One, you know, I would love to be on your podcast, but I don't play anything. So all I all I do is talk to people. We'll talk about positive inspiration. I would absolutely, love, yeah. I would love to do that. Yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah. I'm, and I got to run, but I want to make sure that uh, I give you a minute to tell our audience that's listening now, or th those that will be listening later, anything that you would like them to know. I just want to say, um, everyone out there listening, you know, we've got some weather events going on right now with hurricanes all over the place. 
We've got the war in the Ukraine still going. Um, let's all just join together in a moment of thought. And if we put out a positive thought together, collective thought at this particular moment of healing and peace and protection. Let's just put that out into the universe and everyone just take care of yourselves and take care of those around you and keep those thoughts going into the universe. And like I always end every show with, uh, be kind to one another because each other's all we got. Amen. And, uh, if you'll be so kind, by the way, I just want to thank you. I'm not done with you. We're going to have to do more if you're yeah. okay with you. Yeah. But I love to do I love this. I love this, Kevin. This is great. So stay yeah. right there and I will be right back. By the way, again, go to tiamcgrath.com and buy her book, buy the record, do, do look at all of her stuff. It's beautiful. It really is. Thank you, Matthew Stapley, for chiming in today. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Nice he's, he's an awesome friend of the show. And it's, it's great. The Canadian psychic is who that is. So, Yay. So hold on. I'll be right back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.